that became very clear that you know you have so much power in what you want your uh, in what you want to create in your life um and i feel like that's one part and parcel to how you show up as a spiritual being podcast junkies episode 116 in case you're new to the show i don't normally have hammering and sawing going on in the background but there's nothing i can do about it they're renovating the apartment upstairs we live in a in a house and uh rent the first floor and they decided that today they're going to um get all that work done i just finished up an episode with uh katie kramitzos who's this week's guest and i said the show must go on including this intro and outro so you get some ambient noise and uh, that's a bonus. I don't normally do that. <laughs> if you're new, my name is Harry Duran. I'm the host of Podcast Junkies, and uh, new episodes come out every single week, kicking off uh, 2017 in grand fashion with Katie, and I can't think of a better way to start the new year because sh- her energy level is off the charts. We get into discussions about um, soulmates, uh, having positive energy, uh, being authentic, uh, being a, a proactive uh, creator, which is a phrase that I thought was really interesting, um, how she's built her business, what her her daily practice is like, and uh, the importance of family. So, ma- so many good things, so much good stuff here. Uh, you, you're going to be able to tell from the the amount of laughing that we're doing. <laughs> and that's a, just another reason why I do these face-to-face via Skype, because I just love uh, the exchange of uh energy back and forth that I get from uh, being able to see the person that I'm speaking to. In case you missed last week's episode, I spoke to Glenn the Geek of Horse Radio Network. An amazing story, amazing success that they're having uh, with the show and uh, fascinating, fascinating insights for those that are trying to build a network, who are trying to get sponsorships and who want to niche down on a topic for their podcast or their podcast network. Please, if you haven't listened to it, uh, check it out. It's the last one of last year, episode one one six, one one five. Sorry, um, with Glenn the Geek. This week's episode is brought to you by Podbean, our newest sponsor. So, if you have a need for your own podcast, for an enterprise podcast, or you're looking to do some crowdfunding for your podcast, I highly recommend you give them a shot. The first thirty days are free. Head on over to Podbean.com/slash/podcastjunkies. Take a look at all the services they're providing for podcasters to get started with their show. So stay tuned to the end of the show where we uh, give you the retention hashtag. And it's the way I'm checking to see if uh, listeners are staying all the way to the end. uh, And I love to see those uh, come through on Twitter every now and then from the super fans. So enjoy the conversation and I'll catch you at the tail end. So, Katie, welcome to Podcast Junkies. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so excited to be here. This is I, like a dream come true. I'm like the fangirl that I went to your website and I was like, oh, why did I not have a t-shirt and get into that picture? <laughs> I, and that's from 2015. And I was thinking about it for 2016, but I feel like 2016 Podcast Movement just came and went so fast. The and entire I, year whizzed by in a yeah. blink, I swear. So I gotta. I'm gonna coordinate it a bit better. Um, there was probably 15 podcast junkies guests who were there who didn't make it. Ray Ortega like came in like two minutes later. He's like, "Did I miss it?" I was like, "Ah, you missed it, man." So, you know, it was like herding cats. 
it's crazy. I was sending out emails. They're like, you're really going to try to do this at Podcast Movement? It's crazy. I'm like, yeah, no, I had no idea. Next time, I think I'm going to use like lead pages and create like a uh, the, the lead digits uh, text message feature. And then I'll just like sign up just for now. I'm not going to spam you, obviously, but, you know, I'll let you know when, when and where we're going to meet. So five minutes away, meet in the lobby. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> and it's such a it's such a fun um way to connect with your guests i'm sure you've had that same experience because oh, yeah. um i always told I, I talked about it at pm the pmx talk i gave i always like to treat my guests as gold not only leading up to the interview but just the relationships i have with some of my past guests they continue to this day and, and I'm, yeah. I'm sure you can relate oh absolutely in the uh 270 some uh shows that i've had I mean, there is a giant chunk of those women who I can like we've become really good friends <laughs> and they are now like a part of my daily life in some way, shape or form. Um, and that's sort of uh, it's also bred like people who have become part of the Biz Women Rock community have them become friends of mine. And that sparks of uh, sparks them to be like potential guests. And I'm like, oh, I'm doing this series. You need to come in here. So it's like one giant, <laughs> beautiful little, you know, circle all the time of guests becoming part of the community, becoming good friends and vice versa. I was uh, catching up on your interview with uh, Natalie Ekdahl, which was you know, yeah. a, a while ago. And you guys had yeah, a, it was a while ago. <laughs> yes, a great chemistry there. But what I thought was interesting and something you just touched upon was this idea that you're always looking for ways to help out people in the community. And, and I know you, you do it with the, uh, the Tampa Bay Business Owners Association that you're, that you yeah. created with Chris. But where, where does that come from? Like, where does that, 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 that uh, drive to sort of like help others? Um, I think it was, I know it was definitely part of my, uh, upbringing. My parents are very, uh, just have always been very involved in the community. Everything was about, you know, how much can you help other people? Every single one of my siblings, I, there's six kids in my family and every single one of us in some way, shape or form is in a helping type of a job or career uh, mm -hmm. or business. And, um, you know, my mom was a nurse. My dad was a postman right now. He, you know, he taught himself how to repair clocks so he could help fix people's watches and stuff. Um, and, you know, I have a couple of teachers uh, as siblings. I have a social worker. My brother works for like a nonprofit out in Amsterdam. Like uh, all of my siblings in some way are in this helping industry or have some have developed some way of like helping others. And then I think as as I started my entrepreneurial journey with Chris years ago with Tampa Bay business owners, it really fine tuned that because I learned the business lesson that I don't think, I think a lot of us know at the front end of business, but I think it takes experience for us to really own it, which is the more people you help, the more your business grows, not the other way around. Your business doesn't grow and then you get to help people. It only grows because you help people. And so, you know, the more that I learned that, I really cut my teeth on the how all that happens within the Tampa Bay business owners and then just took that experience and translated it to Biz Women Rock as an entire community you know, that has a podcast to support it, that has coaching to support it, that has a whole community base to support it. Um, and, and just continue to anytime I get in a rut in business where I'm like, oh, how can I grow this way? Or how come I'm experiencing this? My number one question is always like, how can I help my community better? And how can I help that one person who needs me right now? Let me get clear on that. And then I know everything will grow from there. Did you have someone, and as I know you said you had mentioned or talked about in the past that you were in corporate America as well. So did you have a mentor or someone that Filled that role for you when you were coming up? Oh, um, 
not that I would have considered at that time mentor. Like it's probably, you know, a 2020 vision. I can definitely say, oh, wow, I looked up to that boss or, you know, that woman was an entrepreneur. I, I really came late to the entrepreneurial game. I didn't understand. I really only learned the word entrepreneur when I was like 22 years old. I'm 38 now. So it's, you know, versus people who were, you know, entrepreneurial in kindergarten, like my husband, <laughs> and had a whole heck of a lot of time before me practicing this game called business, like as it relates to business and um, mentorship, I didn't know that back then. Now, um, I can I can say, I think without ego, although his head might be built up from this <laughs> in our early years, because my husband had so much um, more experience than I did, I definitely looked up to him a lot. And he definitely taught me a lot about the true game of business, like really servicing people and giving value to other people. And then um, all along the way, since then, um, like right now I work with a coach very deliberately because her values are in line with mine mm -hmm. and she is, has built something that like I can see myself a few steps away from. So I want, I need that constant kind of mentorship to, to make sure that I'm my mentality, my, you know, how I'm showing up in my company every day is really in line with who I am. And I sort of need that, you know, I need that next to me. So yeah, I, there have been a lot of people in, of various shapes and forms, but as it pertains to business, um, she's probably the first one I've hired, yeah. but I've definitely had other people along the way who I've really looked up to. You mentioned uh, that you have uh, the same values. It seems like for you, family is something that's really important uh, based on like your your upbringing, the fact that you're, you came from a yeah. big family. I'm one of yes. four myself. Nice. And, and from the activity I see on Facebook, it's, you know, it's obviously a, a really, really something that's really important to you. So can you talk a little bit about um, what family means to you? Oh, so family to me is like unshakable. <laughs> um, I was just raised that you just love your family. And even though they might annoy the hell out of you at times, or you understand quite clearly that you're, they're not your chosen family. Like the, I have come to understand the distinguishing terms between a chosen family and sort of your blood family. And both are incredibly important to me. So they're both of those are big parts of my my family values, if you will. So my blood family, um, there, we just sort of have this expectation that you just look out for each other. You go above and beyond for each other. You get annoyed with each other. You talk crap about each other and then you make hug and make up and kiss each other and life is good. <laughs> and then you eat a lot of good food together. Um, so, you know, for me, it, family has always sort of been my, um, I don't know, just my support. And I was really lucky that my parents raised us to be very independent thinkers and to and to have that perfect space between we're going to support you and love you no matter what you do. We're also going to teach you some really good values on how to be a good person in this world. But then, boom, go off, go fly away, beautiful butterfly, and figure out how to do this thing on your own. And we're here, we're here if you ever need to fall back, but hopefully we've given you the strength to not need to fall back. But we'll be here if you need us. So that's sort of how I was raised, which is incredibly rare, I think. Um, and so you know, for me, family has just always been that. And then translate that into sort of my chosen family, people throughout all these years as I've been out of the house that I have come to know as, you know, in some way, shape or form, soulmates of mine, people, uh, friends of mine who have fulfilled um, and helped open a certain part of my soul that I have gotten a lot of gratification from. And I've been able to give a lot of love to. And those people have made up sort of my inner circle of my chosen family, if you will. And that I both of those, my blood family and my chosen family have been, I mean, 
that's why that's why we all do this, right? Just those relationships mean everything to me. Um, you know, when I look at my daughter, when I when I sit there yesterday and I'm just laughing my butt off with her because she's like grooving to some music I put on and she's 14 months old and she just knows how to groove already. And then, you know, when I get to spend that time with my husband, when I get to spend my time with my sister, when I get to, you know, have great boxer conversations with my accountability partner, who's turned into one of my dearest girlfriends, like all, like all of that's the same juice for me. Um, that's, that's so what drives me. Do you ever talk to or talk to your parents about, you know, what their upbringing was like? Uh, the reason I ask is because one time I was home and I had my Zoom <laughs> uh, recorder and I was like, I had it at home with me and I'm like, I want to interview my parents. I'm a podcaster. <laughs> so it would just make sense. That's a good idea. And then I, I <laughs> you know, we had a couple of drinks and uh, I was like, so tell me again the story of how you guys met. And, and naturally, every time there's the, in the retelling, there's always something that they missed. And I'm like, oh, I got it on tape this time. So uh, I, was, I was thinking of that as you were telling yours. And I'm wondering if you've ever, you know, ask them like what you know where where their inspiration came from or or if you know enough about where their their what their parents were like yeah you know it's funny i do ask them i'm a pretty inquisitive kid and um they're pretty they're pretty open for the most part but they're i feel like I probably don't say this enough, but there are many times where I'm able to show appreciation and able to, especially be since we've become parents this past year, it has been such a perfect opportunity many, many times to be able to say, mom, dad, I understand what you did was very special. Now. <laughs> you know, I under like, I remember uh, my birthday's on December 20th and last year at on my birthday, my daughter was just two months old. And I remember uh, my I messaged my mom or I must have sent her an email on that day and was like, I finally realized my birthday is not just about me. It's about you. Like you gave birth to me like holy. And I had just had that experience. So, you know, that it was such a beautiful way to tell her. I appreciate obviously not only you giving birth to me, but like you've raised some pretty awesome kids and you've done it in a really great way. And um, Chris and I both are very verbal about how much we respect my parents as parents, like how they, they really were put on this earth to be parents They're phenomenal parents. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I interviewing them on a, my podcast would be such a great idea. Um, but you know, yes, I do ask them about how they, why they did that. I remember when Chris and I found out we were pregnant being the little planner that I am, I was like, Chris, you know, we, we should start talking about the roles that we each want to have as parents. I know you guys might be rolling your eyes right now, but that's me. Like, we really need to talk about who's doing what, what the expectations are. Like, I know it's probably not going to turn out that way, but it's probably good to have this conversation. And he was like, don't worry about it. Let's just go with the flow. Call your mom. I trust her. And my mom, who I thought, of course, would be on my side, was like, nope, we just kind of dealt with it as it came. Yeah. But I, I found out that they just had this um, mutual understanding that they were just going to do. They hide it a lot, but they made very conscious decisions to be great parents, meaning I knew that they fought a lot, but we rarely saw them fight because they had this understanding that the, if they started getting into that, they would then take it into the bedroom when needed. Not mm -hmm. so that we didn't hear them fight, but so that that didn't like, you know, there's an energy that, that the yeah. kids pick up on. Yeah. And I didn't, they believe me, we definitely saw them fight. So it wasn't like, Oh, you know, mommy and daddy never fight, but like they were very conscientious about how they showed that to us. And they didn't want that overbearing in the energy there and the raising of us. So it was just little things like that. And so, yes, we've, we've asked them about that a lot and they share that a lot. And I have had a lot of opportunities to say thank you. And that was pretty awesome. I've no, yeah, I don't think I've ever heard that perspective of 
realizing the importance of your birthday as a as a as a way to recognize what your mom did it's interesting because sometimes you're just like oh it's my birthday and, and even you're like i don't want to celebrate my birthday and, and my mom's like well let's let's you know and she's back in new york but she, you know she calls me and and it's i just it had an aha moment right there because it's like well she's celebrating as well and it's some and it's something to respect and honor yeah, I mean, I know that she and your father were part of making you, but that woman is the one who delivered you and deserves a lot of accolades on your birthday. So even if you don't want to celebrate it, it's a big deal for a mother because it's like that is such a life altering experience that it's like I there's no way I will ever forget that. And there's no way that I don't ever want to be connected to that. And so I find it took me becoming a mother to finally like look back into generations and be like, oh. Wow, you did that for me. That's amazing. Like you experienced that for me and you went through that for me. That, that I mean, what kind of love is that? That's pretty awesome. You mentioned the idea of um soulmates and you all your your daughter's also named Sedona. So I'm yes. th- I'm thinking you're somewhat of a spiritual person. <laughs> I'm a very deeply spiritual person. Yes. I would not call myself religious. I was yeah. raised Catholic, but um because I'm a I'm a answer seeker and I love asking questions. I didn't always get very <laughs> simplistic or uh, sensible answers when I was asking questions, and so I sort of developed what my mom calls like my uh, buffet style religion, if you will. <laughs> like I kind of take I I definitely have be, been a studier of all sorts of different religions, Buddhism, Islam, like um, all these different religions that I've found some sort of like. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. That that seems to fit with me. Um, but ultimately, I really am such a believer in sort of a larger universal energy and um, how you show up as a good being in this world definitely has an impact on others. And that you do once you're in line with that flow and that energy, like so many great things can happen. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm I'm deeply spiritual. You know, it's interesting, Katie, is like when you are in that flow, uh you can just pick up that vibe from other people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I guess that's why, you know, we, we've we met each other, I think, in person maybe once or twice, but I got yeah. such a positive vibe from you. Um, and I, you know, obviously I knew we wanted, I wanted to keep talking. And I just, from the way you carry yourself, I think like that's, it's reflective of like your, your perspective on, on life and like the goodness in, in all things and like this, this connection to spirit that just, I think yeah. it, it uh, permeates like I think everything you do and, and it comes yeah. across pretty strongly. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's so cool when you when I get to see the reflection of that, that other people get it in funny or serious ways. For example, my family, my all my family were on like um, WhatsApp, you know, a couple different family chains together. And so my sister had sent out and uh, I would say the majority of my siblings are still very religious. The other few absolutely not religious. And then there's a few of us sort of in between. So my one sister had sent out like, Hey, we're about, they just moved into this house. And right before they got approved, she's like, please send prayers. And my brother sent back something going, well, Katie's going to send positive energy. So however you need to receive that. (laughs) And then, and so I could take that in stride, which is funny. And then my dad actually just for Christmas, he got me this beautiful journal not for the sake of getting the journal, but because it had this beautiful which was she dreamed it so it became real or some sort of beautiful term on it like that. And I was like, Dad, why'd you get this for me? He's like, I saw that the quote and I just thought of you like anything that you dream, you make happen. And that feels one with when you're when I'm in flow with energy and with like, I get that, you know, like some somewhere along the lines of all of my education about different religions and sort of self work 
that became very clear that, you know, you have so much power in what you want your, uh, in what you want to create in your life. Um, and I feel like that's one part and parcel to how you show up as a spiritual being. Once you understand that you have so much say in what you, and uh, what your life is. So that was pretty cool that I saw those reflections back at me. What I've noticed is uh, I feel some sort of interest uh, for myself in the fact that I, I'm now comfortable with a, a platform, which is podcasting. Um, I'm becoming more confident in expressing my spirituality and not you know, ashamed of telling people or sending people positive energy or yeah. like I'm signing, I'm signing like emails with hearts and like that, that energy symbol. I'm like, you know, that's because I want to let people know that that's who I am. And so if, if, if that like turns you, I don't know why it would turn you off, but if that turns you off, then it's just like, oh, that it, it sort of attracts the people that you want to attract in your life. And the people that are like, oh, what's that? You know, that's a little too woo woo. And then they sort of pushes them back. But then you, you build this like uh, this tribe of people around you that are sort of vibrating at the same level, which is awesome. Totally. And I think that uh, you know, just in the matter of like, we talked about like this blood family and this chosen family. I really feel like that's how I probably subconsciously have attracted this chosen family into my life just because I'm pretty in tune with that stuff and ha and like the goodness and who I am and wanting to connect, like use that to connect with other people and give goodness out through me um, in all these different ways. Business, business is a big part, but just one of those many ways that I get to do it. And I think that that's why I'm so passionate about my business um, and about motherhood and about, you know, my relationship with Chris and about my family is just because those are all ways that I feel like it's a vehicle for me to put out that good energy and to sort of live my purpose out in this world. You know what I mean? Because I, I can impact people on the other ends of those things. So, um, yeah. And, uh, and so I feel like when I do that in all these different ways, those people who resonate with it come closer to me. And those people who don't, don't have to. But that's funny because I don't, I actually don't, this is not a conversation I have publicly at all. A, because people really don't ask, but um, B, it's just, it's not a common conversation for me. I'm very secure in it. I know like who I am with it, but it's, um, you know, it's very, I, I'm loving this conversation. I don't get to have it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so funny because you listen to the word, you say resonate. I mean, I, that's, that's, that's like, that's the word that like all spiritual people, that's like their go-to phrase. Oh, that person doesn't resonate with me. <laughs> it's, uh, I, know, I guess you can just pick up on the lingo, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think you being that way around other people, um, at first, that may just be like, what, what is this? And I'm not sure, like, if, if it's, if I'm cool with it or if I, if, if it's good or not. But when they see the positivity, when they feel, I mean, I'm getting big on picking up on energies of people. When you go into a room and you know that, like, that feels good. I'm, I'm getting better at trusting my instinct. I'm getting yes. better at saying, is this good for me? Is this bad? Like, I want, I want to get to the ability to the point where it's almost like a reflex, like a yes or no. It's it's called higher sensory perception, but it's this idea of saying, is this good or good for me? Yes or no? Sort of like muscle testing. And yeah. I think as you know, we become people who are into this and they become more spiritual, they become more attuned to that. And you can start off with something simple in the beginning, like saying, is today Friday? Is today Thursday? And then just like you feel how your body feels. And then you get to feel like what a yes feels like and what a yes. no and what a no feels like. Yeah. So, and then later on, you practice it in other things that you have to make a big decision on. Should I do this? Yes or no? And then if you get that same vibratory feeling, um, 
then you make that decision. So I think it's just getting getting used to this tool set that we have that we're we probably always had, but we're just more acclimated. As you probably know, your kids have it instinctively, right? They know yeah. right away. They know when the energy is you know negative. They they know you know when they're when they're happy, and they they just do what feels good. And yeah. I th- and I think the more we start to do that in our lives, uh, the better off we'll be. That is such a great point, and I I have to say a giant key for me, like a, like a real key that has gotten me to open that door and to understand and to get really in tune with myself in that way and to have a trusting of my instincts and to get a lot more clear about like what's important to me or what's kind of going on in the world um, is journaling because it's through journaling that I will sort of extract a lot of the thoughts that are going on in my head ultimately for the purpose of this. And this is the key is getting very, very honest with myself really honest with myself. Chris loves to to remind me of the fact that that was one of the first things that he found so attractive about me is that I was, you know, incredibly honest with uh, with who I was, whether it was, you know, quote unquote, good or bad. It just was, hey, I know this to be true about myself. And and I think the more that I practice that through journaling and basically like talking to myself and understanding what's going on in my head, deciphering what feels good, what doesn't, almost like exactly like this barometer you're talking about. Um, that has allowed me to say, yes, this feels good or no, this is wrong or yes, you know, I did have that weird feeling with this person. And even though everyone tells me that they're, you know, that they're supposed to work well with me here, I'm just not feeling it. And I don't think that I should move forward. But my practical tool for finding that is through journaling and like getting out whatever's inside of me. And basically, like, again, having a conversation with myself through my, you know, fingers on my laptop (laughs) and like getting it out so I could see it in front of me, like I'll see answers right in front of me. And that allows me to be incredibly in tune with what my truth is. And that allows me to have really high sensors as to what's, what's good, what's not good for me. Do you have a daily practice? I do. Um, so every morning and I'm not, I'm not perfect at this. I just want to state that up front, (laughs) but I really try very hard to do this. So every morning, and this is kind of a newer practice over the past three, four weeks, probably I am up at 5am and which is a new thing for me, like to wake up that early, but I love it because I have at least one to two hours of totally quiet time by myself, which I am finding to be absolutely necessary for the productivity and sort of, um, the, create the pro the proactive creation of the day that I want that you know what sort of intentions I want to have for the day so I start with my gratitude journal and I will just write whatever comes to mind as far as what I'm grateful for and then I end it by saying today I'm committed to and I'll just write down one two or three things that I'm committed to and generally speaking those things are sort of broad like I'm committed to sticking to my schedule today or I'm committed to being a really loving wife today because there are days when I'm not that (laughs) You know, I'm committed to being present today with my daughter, whatever that is. And then so from there, then I go to my online journal, I I keep a journal in Evernote. And I just I will immediately sort of kind of say a um, like a business finance statement. And it's done as if it's already happened. So I'll say, you know, today, I'm so happy and grateful that X amount of dollars, I received X amount of dollars into Biz Women Rock today, money comes to me easily and daily. And then I sort of like, then go down below and sort of say whatever's on my mind that day, or like something that I'm feeling, maybe some sort of message I feel like I need to get out. And that tends to be where a lot of the content creation comes for me, which is super cool and productive. Like whatever message or story I need to tell, 
will come out. And then recently what I've been doing that has been incredibly productive is I will just start writing statements of what my ideal life looks like as if it already exists. And so this can span the spectrum from money to business to health to fitness to motherhood to wifehood to travel to, you know, anything and everything. And it's just like, you know, it looks like, um, I'm a money magnet. Um, you know, I love working out every single day, but you know, as Harry's looking at me, I'm still in my workout clothes cause I haven't worked out yet today. <laughs> um, you know, but just stating it as if it's that way already. So my mind can live there instead of living in this, like, yeah. eh, what if, like yeah. maybe not, like I want my mind to live as if it's already there. So I am such a loving and giving wife, you know, Chris and I have this incredible energy that people can feel when they're around us, which is true when, you know, we're really great in flow. So it's just a matter of like continuing to put myself there. You know, we travel, you know, to all these different places and I I get to teach my kids about culture by living in all these different countries and connecting with all these great people. And like, I just, and I'm, I get very specific and then I get very broad and then I get very specific. And sometimes the first time I did this, that list was maybe 10 thing, 10 sentences long. And now I, it's probably hard to stop after like, 50 to 60. And it is such a cool practice. I have to tell you, it sets the intentions for my day, like forces me to be in this spot of like total possibility and total opportunity versus like, oh, negative Nancy, like woe is me because Mm -hmm. like it forces me to not live in ego and just to live in what is possible. And then all this great stuff starts to happen out of the blue. (laughs) And then you start connecting the dots like, oh, well, yes, you know, X amount of dollars did come into my business today. And look at what number I wrote down earlier this morning. And that's so super cool. So yeah, that is a is a tremendous daily practice. I really do try to exercise every single day because the my physiology definitely has a part in this entire equation. Um, and then um, I, I really do, although we don't do this nearly as often as we want to, but I really do try to plan in Chris and Katie time so that we have time to like connect as husband and wife as soulmates in this world. Um, you know, we do have a date night once a week, which is really special and awesome and necessary. So, um, yeah, so those are just a few of the practices. Just a few. <laughs> just a few. <laughs> you know, I'm a big, I'm a big practice person. Like, let me try this. Let me try this. And let me set myself up for success this way. So as someone who's, uh, really spiritual, I, you probably saw that I was smiling ear to ear as you were going through that. Here's the other cool thing. Um, this, this is getting really woo woo for people, I'm sure. <laughs> but in spiritual circles, like the when you see eleven eleven on the on the clock, like that's a sign that the universe is like just a reminder, like a nudge, and says, "Oh, by the way, I'm paying attention." So as you're talking, I'm like, "Oh my god, this is great stuff." I look at my clock, and it's eleven eleven, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. Goosebumps, goosebumps. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, this is just that." That tells me like this is we're having the exact conversation we're supposed to be having at this time and and people who are listening to this i'm sure are gonna have like a, a, a synchronistic moment and like i listened to that episode and, and something happened at that point because that's the way it works mm. and i've just been like trying to tune, be in tune with it and not fight it when it happens and even things as like um you know coincidences that i don't believe in coincidences i just believe it's a sign and the more you're a awake to the sign then the universe will throw you more signs and be like oh you're paying attention well how about this and this and this and you're like oh okay okay i get it i get it you're here you got my back and we can do this and and as long as i come prepared and i come then i pay attention every morning and i and i connect then you know you know spirit or universe is like okay let's i see that you're awake i see that you're in in this and i see that i'm gonna 
I'm going to put the wind at your back and we're going to get this done together. Let's do this. That's what I feel like. <laughs> There's no opportunity for failure that way when you start your day that way. And, you know, to whatever religious or spiritual practice that you speak to, you know, if that's you praying in the morning, if that's you meditating in the morning, whatever it is, like whatever sort of practice that you have that sort of tells that which you're talking to, like that spiritual energy, God, whatever that is, that you are in the driver's seat that you're not going to let life happen to you, that you are going to be an active participant in your life and you're going to guide your life the way that you want it to. Number one, you owe it to yourself to do that like because that helps you live the optimal life that you're here to live. And number two, it has such an incredible impact on those around you. Let me tell you, I show up as such a better person to every single person in my life that I interact with that day, whether it's my daughter, my husband, my family, my clients, my community at large, you know, whoever I'm speaking to on the other end of my podcast, like I show up as a better person and that impacts each of those people in such a positive way. I have people over and over again telling me like, you're such like this, like sunshine. They call me sun- when you walk in the room. It's like sunshine, Katie, and that impacts people. You know, it's it's a wonderful, nice thing to say about me. But like, I actively do the work to make sure that that's happening because I want to have a. I need to take care of myself. I need to make sure I'm sort of at optimal happiness. But that just by nature of doing that, that has an impact on every single person that you get to interact with. Yeah, it's cont- and sometimes they don't even know like what it is that. They- they're feeling or why they feel that way and they can't even describe the effect that it has on them but you know it just uh, sometimes it just happens like uh intuitively or or subconsciously and it's you know the the net net is that it's really positive for everyone that's involved i think so you know bring the world up through sunshine (laughs) you're also uh vegan right I'm vegan-ish and the ish part, (laughs) vegan-ish, the ish part comes in that, um, I do eat fish. Um, I, and I do have a little, I probably am, my diet's probably like one to 2% dairy. And that's only because like every once in a while, the cheesecake factory calls to me and I just can't say no, (laughs) but overall, (laughs) overall, I really try to stay mostly dairy free, but definitely meat free. Yeah. I'd recently became a vegetarian. Yeah. And, uh, I had tried a couple times before, but I think this was the one time where, um, I was like, okay, that's it. And it was like pure vegetarian. So <clears throat> maybe the occasional, like I was out at a holiday party and they had turkey. So I was just like, yeah, I had the turkey. But I think overall, it's just like, okay, this is what I am now. And this is my life now. And, you know, I don't feel bad when other people are eating meat and I don't want them to feel bad for me. And I'm yeah. just like, no, this is already something that I, I want to do to sort of, uh, for me, it was more of like a spiritual thing just to c- become more, li- you know, uh, light, if you will, than you have to. Yeah consume things that are not as dense. So, yeah. And I, you know, for everyone has their own path to why and, and how they do it. But, um, you know, for me, it was definitely like a huge empathy towards the treatment of the animals. And I don't want to be on a soapbox about this at all, but that for me, that's what fit. So like, for example, I, um, I, uh, there is a farm, like a local family farm that's right down the street from us. I will buy eggs from there and yogurt from there and eat that. And that I feel great about that. It, if I were a huge meat person, I would probably buy meat from there, but I'm not like I can deal with the rest of my life without meat. So that's not a big deal. Um, so that's sort of where mine comes from. But yeah, I, um, I don't know. I, again, it's just all about kind of the thread in all of this is about creating the life that is optimal for you, you know? You know, what's interesting is, uh, I never know where these conversations are going to (laughs) go. I know. (laughs) 
how are you going to title this one? I noticed that your your podcast episodes have like awesome titles. <laughs> <laughs> well, most of the time I, I have an editor that, that helps me with my show notes. And then every once in a while, I'll, I'll jump in with some suggestions. But yeah, I, there'll be some aspects of uh, getting in touch with your higher self with Katie. <laughs> <laughs> because I think um, there's a there's a there's a definite increase in awareness about this that I, it's just palpable like in the past couple of years and I, and I feel like we're going into 2017 and it's just happening more and more like even with my podcast I, I listened to a podcast called Positive Head Podcast which is great and I was like I want to interview the guy he has a podcast and he came on and we had an amazing conversation about just positivity and, and just spirituality it was great and another guy that I knew from um, uh, a meditation group that I was part of like 10 years ago he found me through the podcast because I had interviewed uh Jared Morris from Rainmaker and he heard he's like is that Harry Duran like I haven't talked to him in 10 years I love it he and we talked about meditation and he has a podcast so we can talk so it's just a great that this has now become a vehicle um and I'm wondering if that if you've noticed your business and or your podcast um changing as a result of you growing as a person so funny that you ask that yeah the answer is yes and I think what it has become more of uh, I would not label it as more spiritually open. I would label it as um, more vulnerable. One of the gifts that I know that I have and that I get to experiment with on a regular basis is authenticity. Like I am an incredibly open person and it's something that I am very comfortable with uh, being very open about my life because ultimately I understand and I've seen ever since I was a little girl, I've seen this when I'm willing to share some of those deep, dark moments or some of the tough stuff or some of the behind the scenes of the great stuff. I find that what I get on the other end of that is like, oh, I'm so glad I'm not the only one. And so that connection in that vulnerable moment allows for a lot of power and it allows for a lot of strength. And that is I think that has been the key of who I am in this world and especially how I show up to business. And that's so refreshing to a lot of people. And so when I ask for feedback about why people listen to the show or why people work with me as a coach or why people are attracted to my community, what I hear over and over again is like, you're just so real. Like, I really appreciate you sharing like what this real journey is like and not pretending that you're this guru. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, I anyone who's telling you they're a guru is like, you know, don't listen to them <laughs> because we're all figuring this out. And so it tends to be a very inclusive, you know, a rising tide raises all boats type of a mentality. And so, you know, as it relates to the question that you ask, the more and more that I speak from there, even though it might be very scary, the more response I get and the more sticky I get from my listeners and from my clients and from my community members. So for an example, I just put out a podcast. I don't do a lot of solo episodes. Not, I mean, obviously by choice, but, you know, just because I've always I loved the interview and the podcast, the solo episodes tend to take a little bit more time because I yeah. feel like I kind of need to write them out. I need to organize them a little better. Where with an interview, I'm very much like you. Like we, I have an idea of what I want to talk about, but I just love the flow. And so I did a solo episode not too long ago about how I ramped up um, to have a $15,000 month. And it ended up being what I ended up talking about was having two back to back five figure months. And I was incredibly open about everything about like, here's where I was back in August. And here's what I did. 
And here's why I was bringing in like $1,000 that month. And then here's how I jumped it up immediately to 13000 and then to 15000 And I gave the whole behind the scenes of how I did that. And believe me, I had the after effect of like, um, like the, I gave too much information hangover. Like, oh, <laughs> if anyone were to listen to this, because I give a whole backstory about why, you know, why things weren't as productive or focused before all of this stuff. But I, ca- I can't even tell you, I've had dozens and dozens of people reach out to me in a multitude of ways and just say, thank you. So I needed to hear that. I needed to hear exactly that because I've been struggling with this. And I'm so glad that you just gave me like the blueprint on how to do that. And you identified that you had struggled before. So like, you're a you're not perfect, but B, you're sharing everything that you're learning along the way. So like, I feel like you're my friend helping me out. And um, so that's just one example. But every time I am willing to show up like that, whether it's in a Facebook live, I, I did a whole 20 days of gratitude. Um, uh, 20 days of gratitude giveaway for the first 20 days of December um, in 2016. And so every single day I did a Facebook live and I usually had some sort of a lesson and I did a giveaway. And so, I mean, in these Facebook lives, I was like, you know, kind of like I am now, like some of them, I'm like, no makeup in my workout gear. Hey, I just wanted to share this information with you. Some of them I'm like, turn around, here's my dirty bedroom right now. Some of them I'm like at my sister's house in Arizona, like, hey, let me show you her, you know, ranch that she just moved into, you know, and I'm uh, some of them, my, my nephew and my husband are coming in behind the scenes, like saying hi to everyone. So the point being is that like, even through those, like in any way that I possibly can, I try, I don't try, I just am like, I'm very real. Here's how it is. I'm not going to BS you about what I'm trying to do. I'm just going to be very straight with you about, I want to, I want to help. I want to give great stuff. I want to share my message. And, you know, if this thing clicks with you and you want to work with me this way, great. You know, if not awesome, let's see how we can help each other. So I'm constantly in that mix of like, you know, practicing that on a regular basis. And that's how it's evolved. And I really believe that that's why my business, um, has fallen in line with like what I'm doing here in this world, because I've, I've deliberately made that decision every single day to show up very authentically, even by the way, for anyone listening, even when there are a lot of people who are close to me, by the way, and kind of an external group of people who have a very hard opinion on what I should be and what I should be doing. Mm. And I have to take, and by the way, that even includes my husband in some senses. So like my, you know, the closest people in my life, uh, my husband, there are a couple of friends, a couple of siblings, like they all have shoulds on what my business should look like. And I have to kindly respect that and then go into my little Katie cave and say, what's right for me and my community. And then that's what I need to lead from. So, and that's how I need to show up. You know, if my husband had his way, like I would not be saying, um, he's, he's become very used to me being very open about things. Um, and I, but like, that's not how he works. And so I have, I've had to distinguish, no, this is how I need to show up and not, and I can't let what, how you would show up affect how I'm going to show up, you know? And that's hard to do with people that we love in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. The ability to stand your ground because you, you firmly believe like that's, like that's your path or that's the way you're meant to, to kind of like carry through your message. Yeah, it it is really tough, actually. And we get, you know, as as podcasters or business owners or anyone who sees that there are other models to follow, it is so easy to look at what other people are doing. And if you're not careful, I mean, it's great to look at what other people are doing. It's great to get ideas. But like at the end of the day, if you start letting that influence your decisions, you're 
you're not setting yourself up correctly. You really, I mean, it's great to get ideas, but ultimately you really have to come back internally and say, what is right for me? What is right for the the people that I serve, the people who are listening to this podcast, the people who are, uh, you know, who are part of my community? Like what is right for us? And let me be the leader of that. And then screw everyone else, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, run, like your, just, run your own race. And you know what? It's so, I, I'm. it's interesting because, there's always competition, right? There's always somebody who's doing something almost exactly how you're doing it. And sometimes it's very hard to get, to not get mired up in that, like, well, I'm going to be first to finish. I'm going to be first to finish. And recently I just had this experience where I had to kind of pull myself back and say, you know what? I'm not out to be in this race. I'm changing the world. Like I am having a global impact and I'm doing it in my way, in this way that resonates with me, that really connects me to each of these women and they're individuals. It's not just my community, like these individual women who they themselves are having an impact in their ways. Like this is massive. So that's the race that I'm in right now. Like I'm not in a race with anyone else. This is the race that I'm in. And I can't lead that race unless I'm super clear about who I am. I'm deeply in tune with what is in flow for me and what works for me, because at the end of the day, it's not going to work for anyone else I'm serving unless it works for me. Awesome. <laughs> Did I just go deep there? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, I just got to so like, so that. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's a type of thing that has to uh, really sink in for people. Um, and I think this is not something you just listen to casually. Like you, I think you listen and you're like rewinding, like, what did you see just say? And obviously ton of, ton of, uh, tweetables in there. Uh, there's a guy named Jason Silva who, who's on Facebook, and he said the new definition of billionaire is a person who is going to impact a billion lives. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so I was like, yes, that's, nice. That's amazing. So that's that's definitely something to to strive towards. Um, just a couple of uh, one-off questions to wrap up. Uh, so much good stuff here. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> What's the uh, one most misunderstood thing about you? Ooh. Um. <laughs> probably that I'm like always happy and chipper and have a thousand, you know, megabytes of energy. I definitely have down days. I definitely, um, and I hope, uh, you know, me coming across authentically speaks to this, but like, I'm, I'm absolutely not perfect. I, I am a recovering perfectionist. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's hard for me to not show up perfectly, but I do it because it's important for me to have people realize that I don't live this life perfectly. I definitely have, you know, a lot of skeletons in the closet. I, and, not every day is like, you know, ponies and rainbows, <laughs> but it, it's a conscious decision for me to, to try for that every single day, you know, but yeah, there are days when I have no energy. There are days when I don't choose to get up at 5am. There are days when I don't, you know, you know, I'm yelling at my husband and they're, you know, like, it's just all real. Like I think that, but that's a common misconception is that Katie's always happy and so awesome and all this energy. And I'm like, mm, if you only knew. <laughs> well, it's, it speaks to balance, right? And this, this polarity like you you have to have the yin and the yang you have to have like the positive and the negative and you know i don't think negative it, it, people just think like oh negative means there's it's like something bad that's happening it's just the opposite to balance out everything because i think everything can't be all on one side like i think of a battery like a battery has positive and negative the negative side of batteries is not a bad thing <laughs> no you know no, it's, it's, not. It's, it's it's required Well, and truthfully, those are the times that are probably the most teaching lesson opportunities. Like when I have a day that's not so awesome or sometimes a couple of days or even a week that's not so awesome. It's like, 
I am, again, very someone who's very much like, I want to learn from what just happened and how do I make myself better? How do I make, make my life better? How can I use that lesson to share that with other people? So uh, just this example, like I had basically like unplugged for three days, something like that during Christmas, which sounds great and like I should do that. But you know what? In my world, that doesn't really work because I feel out of my routine. I feel yucky. I feel, like it's nice for a day or two, but like once you start getting more than that, for me, it just doesn't work. So I woke up feeling completely out of tune just after a couple of days, like completely out of tune, like blah. And I just, I was like, okay, what did I just learn from that? And that message is something that I then communicated to my community and just put up a, this really great Facebook post, wrote this really great email. And I got so many responses of like, oh, Katie, I've been feeling exactly this way. Oh my God, thank you for putting voice to this. So it's like those downtimes are, are most often where I'm gathering the most learning yeah. from. And have the most opportunity to grow as a person in this world. Very cool. Yeah. What have you changed your mind about recently? I have changed my mind about how big my business can grow. Um, and this is this was just a mentality thing. Like last year, at the beginning of 2016, I just sort of made this goal like, oh, I want to bring in $100,000. Because for me at that time, that was like a giant thing that I had never even considered would be possible. And I was at the very beginnings of <clears throat> building an online business. And, you know, I'm looking at the end of this year going, oh, that was way too small. No, we've got to up the stakes here. So for me, it was like this year, I said it went by like with a blink and it did. But it, I mean, it taught some major lessons as far as like, think bigger. There's yeah. always, there's always more. I don't know if you could see behind me, Harry. Um, I know for you listening, you can't visually see this, but there, you know, the, you've often heard like, what's your word for the year? Yeah. My word for the year is big. And yeah. that's written right behind me on my board. And um, I'm constantly looking at that. And I'm constantly asking myself, how can I think bigger? Like, how can I, how can I come up with a bigger financial goal? How can I come up with a bigger um, vision of what I want to accomplish or be or do or experience in this life? Like, how can I, how can I break through this idea that I can't be a great mom and a business owner all at the same time. Like how can, and there's not enough time for all of that. Like how can I really think bigger than that? And how can I make it all possible? Um, you know, I'm really, I'm very much that woman. I, I want it all. I want it all. And I believe it's all possible. I just need to figure it out. <laughs> My word for t uh, 2017 is scale. Yay! <laughs> right in line, dude. Right in line. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, and it just speaks to if you if you set your mind to it, um, there's really nothing that's going to get in your way. No, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Well, Katie, this was amazing. Um, <laughs> this is going to be the first episode of 2017, which is just so perfect. I mean, I, there's no better way to start the year than with this blast of positivity, this blast of like uh, just energy and inspiration for for anyone so i like to say that i didn't i didn't plan it this way but it, it, there's probably some aspect of like you know the universe working <laughs> syn oh, synchronistically yeah. to saying you know what <laughs> let's let's make sure like sh you know because we, we had to do a rescheduling uh once as well and it's just so funny when these things fall into place and you're like okay because then now that means like katie's the first one of 2017 <laughs> and this conversation is perfect for that so thank you for your time i'm so glad we got to connect i'm even looking more forward to hanging out in florida <laughs> podcast 2017 yes thank you this was awesome I, I like i said i i can't remember the last time i've had this conversation or something akin to this so thank you so much it's so much fun and uh, so the website is bizwomenrock.com uh, twitter biz underscore women rock anywhere else folks can track you down 
mostly on Facebook. That's te- where I tend to hang out most. Okay. So uh, facebook.com forward slash biz women rock. Thank you so much again. Have a fantastic New Year's. And, Thank you, uh, you too. I'll see you soon and I'll let you know uh, all the details. But uh, thanks for sharing sharing your story and, and just being openly uh, genuine and heartfelt. And I felt your positive energy. <laughs> <laughs> He's putting air quotes on that. <laughs> Well, thank you very much. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to have this conversation. I really appreciate it. Am I right or am I right? Positive Positivity or not? <laughs> you can't uh, not hear the smiles on our faces as we're having this conversation. I trust some of that was infused into your eardrums as you were listening to it. And there's a couple of spots that I think uh, deserve some 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 playbacks. Um I'm not trying to get more downloads, <laughs> just trying to have you really hone in on some of the messages um, Katie was delivering, because I think they're they're powerful. And um, I'm always surprised at the way these conversations go. I sound like a broken record when I say that, but each one is its own unique um, thing. And every person has their own personality. And I want to I want that to come out. I want that to shine through in these conversations. And I'm I'm just doubling down on that and making sure that continues to happen in 2017. And uh, April will be three years of Podcast Junkies, which is bananas. So uh, I'm sure I'll, I'll think about something to do to celebrate that incredible milestone. We are a member of Podcastica, podcastica.com. Music provided uh, by Cedar and Soil. Check out cedarsoil.com, George Abiana, for uh, just a, a great catalog of music that he's produced on his own. He does all the instruments. He's amazing. Please check him out. Don't forget to visit podbean.com slash podcast junkies. If you're thinking of starting a podcast or looking for a great home for your show, don't forget you'll get one month free if you sign up with the special URL and you can try all of Podbean's great hosting features podbean.com slash podcast junkies. So the focus this year is on getting more people engaged with the newsletter. So the call to action is to subscribe to the newsletter. Head on over to podcastjunkies.com slash subscribe. And uh, the link will be there. There's links all there's a sign up links on the page anyway, but I want to give you a direct link so you can go sign up for the newsletter if you haven't done so already. Um, it, it allows me to keep you up to date on the episodes and talk a little bit about um, the impact they've had, um, engage you with some of the older episodes as well, because there's some correlations sometimes that I, I, I do on the newsletter. So, so, so I say, if you liked this episode, then you'll probably like this one that I did maybe last year or something like that. So, and it's a way for me to just uh, have more um, longer form conversations with you since I can't squeeze everything into this episode since over 80% of podcasts are listening to on mobile devices. So um, it just gives me another opportunity to continue to engage with you, which is amazing um, for me. And I'll make sure that it's just as amazing for you. You made it this far. You deserve the retention hashtag. It's going to be uh, Katie Rocks. And Katie's with a K. K K-A-T-I-E-R-O-C-K-S. In honor of her podcast, Biz Women Rock. We're going to make it hashtag Katie Rocks. Her Twitter handle is Biz, B-I-Z underscore Women Rock. That's women plural, so W-O-M-E-N-R-O-C-K. Make sure you tag her, tag myself, podcast underscore junkies. And just go on and have yourself a fantastic week. I'm recording this ahead of time now, so I actually 
don't have the next guest lined up. It's between two or three that are scheduled. So um, rather than give you uh, uh, a next guest that's not ready, um, stay tuned. It's going to be awesome. Anyway, you're going to love it. You love them all and you're listening this far. And that's why uh, I love you guys. Have a fantastic week if I haven't said so already. See ya.